let's do this. Good morning or evening, everybody. Um, welcome to From Land to Sailor Sea. This is a podcast series I'm making as part of a project I'm doing for FHL 375 Marine Mammals of the Sailor Sea, currently taught by Professor Deborah Giles. And I'm your host. Ooh, that sounds official. Okay. I'm your host, Jonathan Kwong. And my goal for this podcast is to... We're going to be discussing the anatomy and physiology of marine mammals. And I want to make that information accessible through auditory means. So, this idea came about when the brochure um, assignment was introduced. It was really cool to see that we needed to make something visually appealing but informative. And so having a visual medium was good, but I wanted to kind of challenge myself with this ad hoc honors project. So I decided that I wanted to make a auditory medium and making both a visual and auditory would increase the accessibility of information and hopefully make science easier to communicate. So yeah, that's my goal for this podcast. And this is going to be the bulk of episode zero. Um, I'm going to call this episode zero just because it's going to be my intentions. Um, It's going to be a lot about what I aim to do. And also, I think I'm going to include a few more background stuff. So while it's really good that we should focus on like the anatomy and physiology and evolution of marine mammals, I think we should also take a step back. First, we should focus on the body of water that the marine life live in. This body of water we, we now know as the Salish Sea was not always called that. And a lot of a lot of struggle has been a lot of history and struggle and challenges have had to been overcome in order to finally have a triumphant name of naming this body of water sailor sea so let's dive right into it all right so i think one of the funniest things was when i first came here i didn't even know what the sailor sea was because where is the Sailor Sea? And funny enough, this name, the Sailor Sea, wasn't officially adopted until around 2009. And this was when we, they finally got on board the Washington State Board of Geographic Names, the U.S. Board of On Geographic Names, the Geographic Names Board of Canada, and the ca- Cabinet of the Providence of British Columbia. All of those entities finally decided that they would approve the name Sailor Sea. So, so interestingly, why would we go through all that effort just to rebrand water? You know, names are a human construct. Um, They serve no real meaning or purpose. Or do they? I think one of the great things about naming this body of water the Salish Sea is rebranding water for decolonization and conservation, making it clear, and I'll get into how that works. So, 
back then, before we officially recognized it, this was just really an unnamed body of water. The entire body of water would kind of be recognized as in relation to the Puget Sound, with the distinction being the north, which is what we currently now know as Salish Sea, but that would just be north Puget Sound, and a more south Puget Sound would be around the Seattle-Tacoma area. And so, geographically, the Salish Sea includes the Puget Sound, the Strait of Juan de Fuca, and the Strait of Georgia. But how did we come about to get the name Salish Sea? So the original inhabitants of this place um, before colonization was the Coast Salish people. And so Salish Sea is named after them. And one of the really, really annoying things is that colonizers were quick to name things and quick to force people to keep repeating it over and over again till it was ingrained into the history of that place. So Puget Sound itself is named after British colonizer Peter Puget, and I would argue it's about like an erasure of acknowledging that indigenous people were there first. So I wholeheartedly agree with the fact that there needs to be a name for there, like, if we're going to name a body of water and we're going to rename it this like modern era and we can finally change some history, we should rename it in respect and in honor and in recognition of the people who are here, like the Kosovish tribe. So, while the name helps with the colonization efforts in terms of geographical naming, there was also a lot of um, intentional conservation that the Salish Sea name helps with. So, before we get into that, let's talk about the person who first coined this term, Bert Weber. Bert Weber is a retired professor of environmental and marine science at Western Washington University, and he was a real driving force behind naming of the Salish Sea. And Honestly, not having a name can create so many problems because in the early 70s, people in Washington state were pretty worried about the effect of oil tankers from Alaska passing through the Strait of Juan de Fuca to refinery factories in the United States and Canada. That debate focused on not only the potential impact, but also on what should that region be called because if a problem does occur, how can we address a, prob a possible problem when there isn't a name for the area? There might be an oil spill, um, tanker collision, and we wouldn't know where to identify this place or what body of water. So, with that in mind, they, there was a large-scale scientific study of the region, and when that study of that region what that, what that study of that region showed was that in the sea off the coast of Washington and British Columbia, there seemed to be an integrated ecosystem that shared mixed saltwater and freshwater, as well as similar marine life. So with that information, it became clear that a single name for the sea was needed. This was a separate body of water, and it was a body of water that connected all these other bodies of waters like the Puget Sound, um, the Strait of Juan de Fuca, and the Strait of Georgia. 
connecting all those bodies of water through an encompassing name like the Sailor Sea, we needed a name. And so, in 1989, Weber requested that the Washington State Board on Geographic Names officially name the body of water consisting of, you know, the Puget Sound, Strait of Juan de Fuca, and Strait of Georgia. Let's call that the Sailor Sea, encompassing, like, encompassing all of those. So, what happened in 1989 when he first made that request was the board declined, stating that there wasn't enough popular usage of that name. And it took a long, drawn-out, like, obstacle for that name to even be, get its first official recognition. And that first official recognition came in 2008 by the Coast Salish people. And because they were the region's original inhabitants, and that name was intended to honor them. But even then, it wasn't until 2008 until there was like official recognition for that name so by that time there was enough i guess popular usage in order for the different entities to come together in 2009 and agree that yes let's call this the sailor sea and so former name as puget sound had issue when most of the conservation efforts were focused primarily on the South Puget Sound or the Seattle-Tacoma area. And Sailor Sea helped ensure that there are environmental protections in place for the entire region and not just the places that are with large population densities. And with that in mind, that's how we get to know about the biodiversity of the San Juan Islands and the important species that society has created industries around, like southern resident orcas. There's going to be a lot of whale watching, um, stellar sea lions. You know, every time you walk by the coastal trail or even you're at the weather station, bound to see a stellar sea lion, and harbor seals, and even the different types of salmon. Um, there's just such a huge biodiversity here, from bald eagles to all the really specific endemic species of like melanistic red foxes, marble butterflies, you know, there's, it's just so much and it's all because we're able to tie this place into the Sailor Sea that we can recognize the uh, conservation efforts happening here and be equitable in our approach. So yeah, hopefully it wasn't too long, but that is the end of my podcast and thank you so much for listening stay tuned for episode one